Psalm 87. For the Korahites, a psalm, a song. His foundation on the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Splendid things are spoken of you, O town of God. Salah. Let me recall Rahab and babble to my fam- familiars. Look, Philistia and Tyre together with Cush. This one was born there. And of Zion, it shall be said, every man is born in it. He, the Most High, makes it firm founded. The Lord inscribes on the record of peoples, this one was born there. Salah. And singers and dancers alike, all my wellsprings are in you. Psalm 87 is relatively short, so I thought I'd take this opportunity to um, just go through it line by line. And let's see what, what's in here. Um, for the Korahites is, is how it starts. Korah was a cousin of Moses. He led a revolt. Uh, it's described in Numbers. Um, after the revolt uh, failed, um, well, it failed because uh, the earth opened its mouth, and swallowed up Korah and all of his followers, um, but his sons, his children, did not die. And um, they ended up being a line of uh, Levites, a line of priests, that um, were porters or uh, carried things around in um, um, in the temple. So this is a psalm um, for them, and the next uh, word, or the next phrase is a psalm, and then it says a song, and that's repetitive um, to us, or it can, could be repetitive because we think of psalms as songs, but psalm is is generally just a type of poem a specific type of poem, and a song is something that can be sung. And so it's getting a little bit more specific exactly what this is. And that whole line is a superscription. It did not, um, wasn't written by the original author of the psalm. In fact, uh, it was probably added by someone who um, compiled the psalms together into the book of Psalms. Uh, although it is possible that this has become, you know, this was something that was handed down. Okay, this is a psalm for the Korahites. And people remember that, and, and it was added. Um, but most likely it was added by the person who compiled it. It says, His foundations on the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. There's a clear reference to Jerusalem, the gates of Zion. Zion is an alternative name for Jerusalem. And uh, it's explaining that um, he put his foundations in the holy mountains. That's the mountains that uh, Jerusalem is built on. And uh, it says the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. And uh, that gives you the idea that even the gates, which are not necessarily, um, you know, places that uh, you might specifically uh, love, um, the people aren't living in the gates. They just protect the town or the city. Uh, But the Lord loves even the gates more than the rest of the dwellings of, of Jacob. Splendid things are spoken of you, O town of God. Salah. So this is a uh, praise of Jerusalem, um, town of God, another phrase that essentially means Jerusalem. Splendid things are spoken of you, uh, you know, people praising um, the city of God. And then we have Salah, which is, again, um, this idea of, uh, you know, sort of a pause in the poem, um, perhaps for reflection, perhaps it had a musical term, musical meaning, uh, obviously, we've seen this many times in the Psalms. Then it says, let me recall Rahab 
and Babel to my familiars. So there's a few things going on here. Uh, Babel, uh, you may remember uh, the Tower of Babel and uh, Rahab. Um, Rahab was a person um, mentioned in the book of Joshua, but Rahab is also a, a sea creature and it can be representative of Egypt. And um, so I think this is uh, sort of getting across the idea of, uh, you know, remember um, Egypt, remember Babel, and uh, reminding the people of, um, of these two incidents in the past, um, where I think it's explaining that um, God's city, or, you know, God rejected Egypt because he took his people out of Egypt. And of course, God rejected Babel. So Babel was a city that people had built. And God said, no, you're not going to build anymore. And he changed the, the language of the people so that they would fail to build this um, large city with a big ziggurat in the middle. Uh, the word my familiars uh, is sort of interesting um, because I think of it in um, like a familiar is a uh, sort of a demon that you have um, trapped that you kind of control uh, in sort of fantasy settings. Um, but it's uh, really people that I know, people I'm familiar with. So he's going to recall the other cities to people that um, that I'm familiar with. Um, it says, look, Philistia and Tyre together with Cush. This one was born there. And uh, this is a little confusing. It's not exactly sure what, um, what this is trying to get across. But Philistia and Tyre are other cities. Uh, and Cush is um, probably refer referenced to Ethiopia, uh, modern-day Ethiopia. Um, but these are all great cities that people would have been familiar with. And it says this one was born there. Not um, exactly sure what that means. Uh, this one probably means I. Um, but how could someone be born in all of these cities? And then it says, of Zion it shall be said, every man is born in it, and he, the Most High, makes it firm-founded. So this is sort of an explanation of the previous line in a sense, because what it says, it, it says, end of Zion it shall be said, every man is born in it. And the idea is that everybody can claim to be um, from Zion. Everyone can claim to be from Jerusalem. Um, and it's because he, the most time, makes it firm-founded. Uh, it's sort of God is bringing people into this city. It's not Tyre. It's not Cush. It's not Egypt. It's not Babel. Um, but it's Jerusalem that is sort of the foundation of civilization. He's, he's making it so that everyone can claim some sort of heritage um, from Jerusalem. And so the idea is to contrast with originally people were born in these other cities, and now everyone is born in Zion, metaphorically. The Lord inscribes in the record of the peoples, this one was born there, Salah. This is an example of parallelism. Um, it's saying exactly the same thing as the last time, except now he's explaining that, you know, I was born in Jerusalem, not because he was actually born in Jerusalem, but because the Lord inscribes in the record of the peoples. In other words, the Lord is making this happen by um, by his commands. Uh, another Salah, another little break. So it's a division of some sort. 
Uh, and it's sort of appropriate because the last line stands alone. Um, again, this has to be a reference to Jerusalem, but it's a little bit obscure. We don't exactly know how it fits or it's not immediately clear. It says, and, and singers and dancers alike, quote, all my wellsprings are in you. Um, and so I think what this is, you know, all my wellsprings are in you is, I think, a reference back to Jerusalem saying everything goes back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was known for having an underground um, um, uh, springs, places where people could get water. Uh, that would have been very important in um, a dry climate like um, Palestine, uh, like Israel. And it would have been extremely important for a city under siege because they could rely on um, wellsprings underneath the city to, um, to save them. Um, but this is all the dance singers and dancers alike are saying this. And so it's actually a metaphorical thing. And what it's saying is everything comes from Jerusalem. And that seems to me that that includes the art of singing and dancing um, among everything else. And so what I think this is all coming down to is this, this praise of Jerusalem, this um, city that is a foundation for God, that is a foundation for the civilization, because everyone can come from there, everyone can claim heritage to it. Uh, everything springs from there. Um, singing and dancing springs from Jerusalem. Uh, everyone can claim to be born there, has some sort of heritage. And so that's the uh, that's the psalm, um, kind of the long version of it. It's not as artistic to say it that way, which is why uh, the psalms are um, shorter and uh, leave a lot more to the imagination. And I probably didn't find everything that's in there, and some of the things I may have misunderstood or been slightly wrong. Um, but that's the beauty of poetry: is we can interpret it, and um, it's it's a deep. I mean, it's a wellspring, <clears throat> to be honest. The last thing I want to say is that um, this prophecy, if you would call it that, um, didn't exactly come true in um, uh, in the time of the ancient Israelites. Um, they wouldn't have recognized how it came true in many ways, because what it feels like is, is a sense of um, Jerusalem is taking over the world uh, in... Um, perhaps uh, an empire form or, you know, a military form. And the truth of the matter is that the way Jerusalem has um, overtaken the world is in cultural forms. And so here I am in Southern California, opposite side of the world from Israel, reading an English translation of an ancient Hebrew text and um, finding um, mystery and um, seeing culture and understanding a people um, far distant to me in time and space and culture uh, and language, and yet I'm um, able to respond to it. And uh, I think that's how the prophecy is being fulfilled. It's continually fulfilled in the sense of um, we are engaging with this ancient culture. And when the singers and dancers alike saying, uh, say all the well, all my wellsprings are in you. Um, it's a it's a reflection of some sort of reality. Now, obviously, there are other cultures we draw from. Uh, Israel wasn't the only one, um, so in a sense, that's not exactly true. Um, but I also think, in a strong sense, um, that uh, 
just the fact that this culture has um, come down to us in such a way that it's so powerful and meaningful to so many people. It's important to obviously um, Jews, it's important to Christians, it's important to Muslims. And, um, you know, these three religions have spread all over the world and become very, very important parts of, of everything that we do. Um, and then there's another way, potentially, if you're a Christian, and believe that uh, that Jesus really is who he claims he is, uh, and believe that Revelation is uh, an accurate reflection of what will happen in the world. And then it, uh, it discusses how all the people in all the world um, will be raised up in the last days and go back to Jerusalem. Not only is it the source, but it's also the destination. There's a new heaven and a new earth, and most importantly, a new Jerusalem coming down in the middle of it all. Um, that we will return to and be able to celebrate with God for eternity um, and with each other, with resurrection bodies. And that's what I believe. And if that's true, then that makes this a prophetic psalm in many, many ways. And um, again, it's a short psalm. It's probably one that I would have bounced right past, but I took a few minutes to think about it. And every single psalm in this book, everything uh, in the Bible um, you could spend way more time contemplating and thinking about than we generally do. Well, until next time, I'll talk to you later.